You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to episode number 11 of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Today, we're celebrating Father's Day, and to do that, me and Blake thought it would be really cool to have some guys that are really special to us, and that is our dads. We're talking today about how to get a kid into the outdoors, and we didn't think there would be anyone better than the people who got us into the outdoors. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome to Southern Ground. This is episode 11. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Every other week we do an episode, and so right now we're at 22 weeks, which is almost half a year, which is crazy to me. It does not seem like it should be that long. Today I am doing this intro, and I will also do the outro by myself because I have been traveling like crazy. I've been in Dallas over the past two weeks. I've been in Dallas, and I've been in Arkansas just going all over the place, just being really busy, and so... Um, I just decided to go ahead and do this this intro by myself. You'll get to hear from Blake here in just a minute because we actually recorded this episode with both of our dads back in February. Uh, my dad was in town visiting for a, a birthday party for my little girl, and we got to sit down and record and do this episode, and we really wanted to do it for Father's Day, um, right around Father's Day, so I was just kind of hoping that maybe we would get an episode that was the week of Father's Day, and it just happened to work out, and um, so this one, I'm just going to warn you guys, um, it does get a little bit emotional. We, uh, you know, we're... <laughs> When you're talking to our dads, my dad gets very emotional about stuff. Um, and then, you know, if you're a dad, you understand. If you are a dad, you will understand kind of the 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 meaning behind all of this stuff. Hunting for us, for dads and for sons and, and kids whose dads got them into the outdoors, it's different than just going out and sitting in a tree stand and looking for animals to kill. It really is. It, it means so much more than that. I, I believe that I have a better relationship with my dad because of the outdoors, because we spent time doing that. And so it does get a little bit, uh, we, we get a little bit misty eyed in the, in this, in this conversation. And, um, so I just want you guys to, to be warned. I'm, I am 100% secure in my manhood that, uh, if you make fun of me for crying, then I really don't give a crap. You can do that all you want. Um, 
But it was, it was a really good episode. We really enjoyed it. But first, before we get into that, we're going to get into some housekeeping. But I thought I would keep to the theme of Father's Day. If you have heard the last couple episodes, you know that we have now partnered with the app Go Wild. We talked to Brad a couple episodes ago, Brad Luttrell. He is the one of the co-founders of Go Wild. And um, I'm just, I'm telling you guys, this app is absolutely incredible. I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's kind of funny. I know my dad's probably listening to this, but my dad posts more on Go Wild than I do. It's so cool. And he's like the best storyteller ever um, on there. And I didn't, I guess I just really didn't realize that he was, um, had that talent, but man, you listen to some of his hunting stories and they're just incredible. Um, but I put, I put a post up the other day asking for father's day hunting stories. So stories that had to do with fathers and their kids or vice versa with kids and their fathers. And, um, a man named Mike Larson posted this story and I'm not going to tell the whole story because it's pretty long. But it is really a cool story. He talks about how his son um, had strep and the fever like a couple days before the 2015 deer season. He had the strep and the fever. He wasn't feeling good. Um, Then all of a sudden, and this kid was 13. His son was 13. Uh, All of a sudden, he heard this loud noise in the basement and went down there and his son was screaming. And he said, I saw a horrific injury to his face where his cheek was literally hanging below his chin. And their their dog had attacked him. Uh, it was an accident, but um, crazy story. Like, he had to have 79 stitches in his cheek. Um, that's not the whole story, though. He took him squirrel hunting right after that. And he made a perfect headshot on a squirrel. And he couldn't tell him that he wasn't going to be able to take him deer, deer hunting for the opening day. So he says, after watching a coyote, they went ahead and went to uh, to deer hunt on opening day. He said, after watching a coyote go through, we saw a buck step out a little over 200 yards away. Let out a series of grunts, and he came in on a string. When he got about 30 yards away, I let out a bleat, and he stopped him in his tracks. Wyatt made a perfect shot at his first deer. I always figured I'd tear up on his first deer, but you have no idea how much the previous week added to that. At 13 years old, the only tear we shed was because the dog was put down because of the whole incident. His first surgery happened before the anesthesia and the shots could kick in because they were worried about the nerves dying from being exposed like that. I held his hand through the surgery and thought he broke every bone in my hand. I will readily admit that he is my hero and inspiration on handling adversity. I'm a combat veteran and a 25-year law enforcement professional. He has a pretty significant scar three years later, but never even talks or complains about it. That's certainly my favorite hunt ever, and I thank the good Lord for the gift following one of the worst weeks in my life. This is a really cool story. Um, thank you so much, Mike Larson. I uh, really appreciate you posting that story up. So if you guys have a Go Wild account, go check that story out. It's really, it's a really good story. Um, and if you don't have a Go Wild account, please go do that. Basically what it is, it's just a social media for outdoorsmen. You don't have to worry about offending anybody. You don't have to worry about saying the wrong things or or doing the you know social media is so sensitive these days um you will not see a sensitive content block on any of the photos on go wild and plus aside from that there's just some really good stories on here so you guys go check that out as always go check out the onyx hunt app um or desk or, or desktop application on the website it's a really really good app i was actually using it this week in arkansas 
trying to find where I could possibly hunt. It's kind of funny. A lot of people will just scroll through social media. They'll be scrolling through Facebook while they're, you know, laying down, going to bed. And I'm sitting here like, where could I hunt around this area? So I have my Onyx pulled up on the elite membership so I can pretty much, I can go to any state that I want to and check out what the public access looks like there. It's just a really cool, really cool deal. And I've really enjoyed it. So, uh, I'm going to keep this intro as short as I possibly can since I'm by myself. And without further ado, here is Blake Eccles, Brian Eccles, myself, and my dad, Randall McDonald. You guys enjoy this. All right, so uh, today we are going to talk to uh, some really cool guys here. We've got Mr. Brian Eccles and uh, Mr. Randall McDonald, and of course you've got Blake Eccles and myself. Uh, Here's the cool thing, though, about these two guys. They're not just anybody. Uh, I I have a hard time calling him Randall McDonald because he is uh, my dad, and same thing. This is uh, Brian is, is also Blake's dad, and we thought, you know, coming into Father's Day, that this could be a, a pretty cool episode is to talk to our dads. And uh, we actually are recording this uh, in, what month is it? February. February? February? Yeah, yeah, we're in February. February. I'm still, I'm, <laughs> uh, but uh, we're recording this in February because my dad is here. Um, he lives in Texas and they're here celebrating my daughter's uh, first birthday tomorrow. So we're actually recording this in February, but it's going to come out. Uh, in June ish, I guess around June, but, uh, this is going to be tough. This is going to be a tough one. I told Blake earlier today, I was like, we might cry a little bit during this, <laughs> during this thing. Uh, and now after some of the news that we got today, I can go ahead and safely say my dad will definitely cry today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what happened? What happened today? Found out I'm going to be a grandpa again. Again. Number two. Not, Number two. Not from me and my wife, no. but from <laughs> my but daughter from, and her uh, husband are going to have a have a baby. Yep, and we found that out tonight. Right, we were eating at Golden Corral right before we got here. Good so, healthy food. Yep, good hearty healthy food. That's awesome. Man. From Golden so Corral. Good. It's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be cool. And you're about to be a grandpa again for the second time. For the Woo. second time. For the and second time. When is that? April. 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 And they're going to wait till then to find out what it is. So we don't know yeah. what it's going to be. Why would they do that to you? I don't know, but I love it. bunch of bunch of hipster <laughs> bunch of hipster kids doing all this. <laughs> why they got to be so different? Yeah, why they got to be so different? I don't have to buy anything till afterwards. Yep, that's, that's right. That's good. Hey, yes. neither do we. Yep. <laughs> we got to wait. But it's all going to hit you at the same time. I mean, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy <laughs> or anything like that. You know, y'all just y'all do you. But no, it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, yeah. a lot of babies running around the. The Southern Ground Podcast Households. That's right. Yes. And, but it's all going to be Future good. Future hunters. It's be good. Yep. So, uh, and that's a good segue into what we're going to be talking about really today is uh, how to get kids into into hunting, into the outdoors. How, how did you do that? And me and Blake really couldn't think of anybody better than the guys that got us into it. So. Yeah. That's oh. right. They may not even be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't be here for what for them. Yeah. No, we, yeah. Hunt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to, to these two gentlemen, <laughs> we have the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. That's right. Um, I mean, we could go on a bunch of rabbit trails on that topic <laughs> if we want to. Like, 
when did you know that you were going to create us? And <laughs> <That's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> But we don't have to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do that. But uh, we really couldn't think of anybody else better to talk about how to get a kid into the outdoors um, than our two dads. And so uh, but what we're going to do first before we even do that is we're going to just go around the room not really around the room, uh, to, to both of our dads, to Brian and my dad, Randall, and, um, and just introduce yourself and, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, what you do for a living. And, uh, so we'll do that. So Brian, if you want to go ahead and start. All right. I'm Brian Eccles. <laughs> I'm about 59 or so, uh, or so, or so. <laughs> and I work at the post office, been there 30 years now and, uh, looking toward retirement. I live in Locust Fork, Alabama, which is north of Birmingham, I'd say. And uh, I got three boys and one girl, little girl we adopted from China. And uh, and the boys are ours. They're 26, 23, and 19. So, uh, um, And the girl's your favorite, right? Yes, yeah, she is right now. She's the <laughs> only one at home, really. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to learn how to... Raise a girl, a lot different than a boy. Yeah. A lot different. <laughs> Much different. Yeah. Yes. Has to use different tone of voice and everything. Yeah. You know, can't just jerk them up and Whoop spank your hiney. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. Don't just cry. had to change. Yes. Yeah. That crying just does something to you. How, so, what's the what's the year separation between the last boy and the girl? Um, Seven years 12 and 19, so... About so seven you, years. That's a long time yeah. to go without. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. great. We should have started earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know this, what, uh, what everybody I know that knows Blake, um, would tell you Blake is the nicest guy in the entire world. I think our first episode that we did together, that's what I told everybody is like, Blake is the nicest person you will ever meet until you meet Blake's dad. And you're like, and you're like, how did, how is this even possible? This guy is so much like I told Blake the other day, I feel like you have a permanent smile on your face all the time. So, uh, but man, we're really glad to have you on. We're glad to be here. Uh, so yeah. All right. Randall or dad. (laughs) Hard to hear you call me Randall. It just is messing me up, but I'm Randall McDonald. I'm from Tyler, Texas. I uh, pastor a church there called First Assembly of God, and we've been in Tyler now for just under six years, and so uh, we really enjoyed Tyler very much, a hunting and fishing mecca, uh, just a, a great place to go out and, uh, and, and just have a great time in the woods or on the lake, and so really have enjoyed that time there, but uh, uh, we, uh, I've been married. My wife is Renee, and she has uh, been my wife for 31 years. And uh, I am blessed to have her. And so uh, I've got a daughter. Her and her husband live in Harrison, Arkansas. They are youth and worship pastors there in Arkansas and uh, in Harrison, Arkansas. And just uh, told us the great news that just before we came to this uh, recording today that uh, they are pregnant. And so we are we're very excited about that. So glad to be here. Don't cry. 
<laughs> I could, man. I, I really could. I'm telling you. There's nothing like being a grandpa. And I know Brian nothing would like would it. agree with that. Just, I love it. We said even before we came in here, one of the things that we look forward to, one of the just greatest things is taking our grandkids into the woods and teaching them how to hunt if yeah. their dads don't After mind. After the dads get that first <laughs> trip in there. Right. <laughs> but we do look forward to yeah. that. I told Hallie the other day, I was like, She'll be two next year. I could take her. I could take that little girl into the That's woods. Right. Yeah. I don't. You're on the youth hunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, baby. Just let daddy have the gun. And... <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. That's, I know Blake just uh, has been taking Rocky a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Two, two squirrel hunts. We, uh, we've been squirrel hunting twice. Hadn't done a lot of squirrel hunting, but we've hung out a lot in the woods. <laughs> and how old is Rocky? He's two and a half. All right. Two and a half. So, yeah, we, we went actually yesterday. I got off work a little bit early. And uh, it was funny because I, th- you know, I was thinking about this episode that we were about to do with you guys. And uh, we were walking down this trail or this, this road uh, at some property that I have to hunt. And there was leaves everywhere. And he was just crunching the leaves, just scooting his feet on the ground. And Dad used to always say, pick your feet up. And I, I mean, until I was, I don't know, 12 or 13. Pick your feet up, son. Yeah. <laughs> Drag your feet. You're going to scare the deer. And, and I tell I, Blake that every single time we hunt. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, anyway, and I, and I, t- I said, Rocky, pick your feet up. And right when I said it, I was like, oh. You've become your dad. I, I'm dad. <laughs> I am Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Just write a book called I Am Brian. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah. So yeah. so you've been taking taking Rocky out, and I know I'm the same way, man. I'm like, I cannot wait to take that little girl. And she may hate it. Like, I hope she doesn't, but... Yeah, start her young enough, man. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to do it. Yeah, it's the greatest thing in the world, dude. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Man. So, uh, so guys... Uh, what about we were gonna ask y'all about y'all's first about y'all's first deer? Do y'all remember the first deer you've ever shot? Where you shot it? Dad, you want to go first? I do. yes, I do. I remember it. It was a four point on public land, Holland's management area, and uh, and had a thirty thirty. And the same one you still have. Same one, yeah. yeah. That wow. model ninety four. I love that gun. Yeah, yeah. It's probably beers one day, <laughs> uh, but I was hunting and. I've been hunting probably four years, hadn't killed anything. And my first one was there that morning, shot it, and I was so excited. Went and just got covered up with blood, gutting it and all that out in the woods. Then that's what you did. First thing you did was you would gut it. And I started dragging that thing, went over about two ridges and walked up on a guy in our hunting party. And, uh, I said, hey, man, I got me a deer. Look at it. He said, that's great. That's great. Your first deer, four point. I said, yeah, I'm headed to the truck. He said, no, you're not. The truck's that way. <laughs> I done drug it 200 yards the wrong way. Awesome. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> and, that's hilarious. And finally got to the truck, and I was worn out then, but I got my yeah. first deer. That's awesome. And you said that was at Holland's, Holland's management area? Holland's, That's yeah. here, right? That's in Alabama. Yeah, in Alabama, yeah. out. 280, I believe. Okay. It it's been a long time since I've been there. When was that? Whew. I was 26, I believe, when I got my first deer. Wow. And yeah, now 26. you've already got a handful, and I just got my first one at your age. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, about 26, so uh, 30, <laughs> 30 <laughs> something years ago. 30 years. Yeah. That was all. Awesome. Awesome. So, so you weren't. Uh, you weren't raised. No, my dad never owned a gun. 
Really? Yeah. The, I couldn't believe they bought me my first gun, but they never owned one. Never hunted, did anything like that. He just, he worked a lot. And uh, I got into that rhythm myself for a while, but <clears throat> got out of it, started getting more out in the woods. But uh, but um, no, it was my father-in-law who got me to out okay. in the woods. And uh, and I started hunting with him, but we didn't kill a whole lot of deer. <laughs> How many seasons did you hunt before that first one? The first one, at least four years before I got my first deer. I probably hunted two before I saw a deer. And, um, and that was all public land, right? All public, yeah. That's well, back then you could buy permits for like U.S. Steel and places like that. Mm -hmm. And now you have to lease the land, I believe, for spots like that. But... Um, but uh, didn't kill a whole lot uh, until I hooked up with someone else. Yeah, and, started uh, learning some more stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's awesome. But it's fun. The good thing about our hunts was the breakfast before when we'd meet before the hunt and then the supper afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Those were always good. That's what you know? my wife, every time, Ooh, I yeah. take, every time I take Hallie out, because we did the same stuff. I mean, when I was a kid, it's like, okay, can we go to the truck and then go get breakfast? <laughs> and talk to all the other hunters about the deer that yes. that we saw, you know. Uh, and Hallie's the same way. If I say, "Hey, you want to go hunt?" she says, "Can we eat breakfast afterwards?" <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just kind of what you live for, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I remember the fun that, part. The little yep. Debbie cakes in the tree stand. Oh man, <laughs> rattling yeah. them as you open them. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> and what was that candy bar? Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. Lucky one right there. The lucky yeah, candy, bar. candy bar. <laughs> Blake ate a was eating the Three Musketeers right before he shot that. Yep. That, that big deer, big, big deer this year, yeah, this year? that's right, man, hmm. that's cool. So, what's up? All right, you ready for this? Yeah, let's. Uh, your first deer, which I could answer this for you. You really could, because you were there. But, uh, but I want to hear your your. Uh... Well, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting because I had been hunting since the age of twelve. My dad would take us hunting, and we would go into New Mexico, and we're hunting mule deer. And we never, never get to shoot a deer. Never. I mean, for years and years, uh, they're just you, it was buck only, and we'd see hundreds of does and no bucks, and it was frustrating. But we still had a great time. Uh, got invited to go out on a, a, a trip with a, a guy that worked in the same business as I was working in, and they had land in Eden, Texas. And if you've never been to Eden, Texas, and that that heart of Texas, man, it is covered up with deer. They're just everywhere. And so uh, was able to to go out, take my son. and Because uh, I made good grades on my report card. Made good right. grades. It was one of his good report cards. One of <laughs> one of a few. It was one of one. <laughs> and it was in first grade, so it really yeah, didn't so, matter. <laughs> so, so I got to hunt one time when I was at age. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to uh, Eden, went out there, and um, guy had about... 200 maybe 300 acres out there just right outside of the city limits of eden and we uh, went and sat in a, in a deer stand in the morning and saw a, a deer down at, at a feeder and i shot it i thought for sure i'd shot a doe my son looked over at me and said dad that wasn't a doe <laughs> that was a spike <laughs> I said, no it was a doe i was sure it was a doe 
It was a spike. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was a, it was great. We had a great time, and and then that evening we went back to the stand, and a big eight point. As we got there, we hadn't even got to the uh, to the to the deer blind, and a big eight point was standing down at the feeder, and uh, I shot it in the straight up position, and uh, got a big eight point. So I was real real pleased with it. So what's your part of that story? You know the crazy thing that I remember about that story is. Every Everything now thinking about it, I remember everything we did wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like everything that we did wrong. I talked, I think, in the very first episode of this podcast, <laughs> I talked about this hoodie, the hoodie. that um, I actually found a picture of it that of me wearing it when I was, I don't know, like in seventh grade. Uh, I fell asleep with a pair of antlers in my in my hand and yep. like using the antlers as a pillow. It was my first buck. Um, but I found it, it's that hoodie that you wore. When you killed your first deer, it was like our first, it was our first camo, I guess. And it was, it was like, it was teal. It teal, was loud, loud teal, man. Gone like, well in Miami. Yeah. yeah. It was like, if I, if I would have seen, and then I also remember, um, uh, I remember we had the, the truck that night that we drove down there. We had this, it was like a, a big Ford, I think. And we had the truck, and I remember driving it like nearly to the base of that of that blind, like right behind it. Yes, I remember getting out and looking, and there was deer out in front of it, and it was like, why are they even there still? Like we literally drove this truck to the, and we were going to hunt that way. <laughs> you know, we were just going to hunt. We we're going to get out and climb up into climb the blind and, and, shoot yeah, them from there. and shoot them from there. That's what you do, right? <laughs> But uh, I I remember that so well just because um, I was I was I think seven years old and that was really what that was really what hooked me was was that and and it would have been just as easy for you to say no because you're a, a guy who had never shot a deer yet before this trip and it would have been just as easy for you to just say I'm just gonna go by myself and I would have known no different I didn't care about hunting then i didn't really know what it was or anything like that you had gone several times without me so i wouldn't have i wouldn't have thought anything about it but you took me and and that is what for me probably the catalyst moment for me in my love for the outdoors and so that's why i thought man this is just going to be a cool episode uh because i know i know blake kind of has the has the same feeling about it yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, if I didn't have hunting, I probably wouldn't have backpacking. Uh, you know, all the stuff and all the just the, the lessons you learn. You know, has has helped me out in starting a business. Uh, I mean, it, it you know it's being a husband. Like, uh, I mean, it's it's helped me out in so many areas. It's not just going out in the woods and having a good time. There's way more to it than that. You need to tell Marilyn that next time y'all get in a fight about you going hunting. Like, this makes me a better husband. <laughs> I'm a better man. I'm a better. I'm a better man because of this. <laughs> I, I wouldn't try that, but I would. I wouldn't. I'm not. Do that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know the the thing that I see in especially a lot in this industry is that a lot of guys who were incredibly selfish. Uh, I know for me, I, I'm incredibly selfish in a lot of ways when it comes to deer hunting. And so that is a struggle that I have in my mind of taking someone else to hunt because, because I like to hunt. I like to, I like to kill deer. I like to, I like to, to, uh, set new personal records and things like that. I like to, I like to hunt. I know a lot of guys, I know a lot of grown men who have never taken their kids hunting because they 
don't want to give it up for themselves. And so I, we talked about this a little bit, Blake, in our second show, episode two, when we talked about your your big deer that you killed this past season. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it, about how how pumped up your dad was for you shooting that deer, and I know I can't wait until that, but I think you could talk to it really well. I think I'll, I'll give both of you guys a chance to talk about this. Um, but I think you could talk to this. What is, how, how does a guy get past shooting a deer for himself versus taking a kid out to shoot? Well, if it's your own son, well, even if it's not your own son, even new hunters or a friend or somebody that hasn't killed anything, but talk about my own son, you know, knowing that he killed one feels just as, as good, if not better than if I did it myself. And uh, just like a stand he was in, I passed up hunting on that stand for about a month because I knew he was coming down. So we were saving it for him because nothing I wanted. I waited 10 years <laughs> to see him get a big buck. And last year he got that big eight point. Mm-hmm. And man, I mean, nothing better than when we come up there, we'll make sure it's did all of that high five and the hug. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's the best thing in the world. <laughs> Hold it in, man. Hold it in. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And I know, I know that uh, you're kind of the same way. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about that 11 point that I killed, uh, which was a mistake on your part. It started out as a mistake <laughs> on your part. It really did. But, but talk about. I like that story. Um, talk. Answer the same question and kind of put it in with that story. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, the the question being about about taking someone with you, I, I had there was one particular moment in in Big Lake, Texas, and and on a lease that we had, and and I had a big, nice, I mean, thick horn trophy buck come down on a morning that the fog had rolled in, and and I got to the stand late, and the fog was so thick you couldn't see anything. And at about about 8.30 that morning, the fog lifted, and this massive buck was down at the stand, uh, down at the feeder. And, and I sit there and looked at it. I thought, man, I, I really want to take this deer, but my kids aren't here. I don't, I don't want to shoot this deer without my kids being here. And I, to this day, and I don't know whether I'm happy about it or sad about it, but I let that deer walk and it walked right by me and it was a trophy. I mean, it was a true trophy buck, but because my kids weren't with me, my son wasn't there, my daughter wasn't with me. I just said, nah, it's, it's, I I don't want to do this by myself. So I waited, we waited. I eventually shot a, a deer that year that was, I thought a, a, a 10 point. It actually was not. It had one side broke off, and that was a, one of the darkest moment of my hunting career. <laughs> but remember, but do you remember how, remember how pumped up we were? Because I was hunting with you that day. Yes, remember we were how excited we were. And and then we walked up to it, and, and Parker said, "Dad, you're not going to be happy." And I said, "Why? It's a ten point." And he said. No, one side's broke off and ah, we just, but it opened it up an opportunity for my son because he was then able to, to, to get a, a beautiful 11 point that had come in. And, and to this day, he says, when we went up to that deer and we put our hands on that rack, 
He says to this day he didn't cry, but there were tears running down his face. He there there truly was tears. Can I say one other thing about this? Yeah. I you, you said something just a moment ago that just man as a dad, and Brian, I know you echo what I'm about to say. Man, it, it was such an honor to take my kids hunting. Yes. And and to see them get their first deer, to experience that with them. And 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 my deal is is now to this day, I've got a hunting buddy for the rest of my life. Yes. For just a few moments of learning and teaching, and he's really taught me more than I could ever teach him. But I've got a hunting buddy that will go with me at the drop of a hat. He will go with me whenever. I mean, he wants to go hunting. And for I can't understand a father that looks at their kids and says, no, you stay home. Yeah, I'm going to go hunting. I don't get that. I don't either. I've done it for 20 years. I've had one to three of them with me every time I went. Uh, that's the best. It is. There is. There's nothing except this year has slacked off. Brock's in college, so we didn't get to hook up as much. I get to take Blake once for bow hunting, once for gun hunting, and I look forward to it because this year I've hunted by myself the most I have in 20 years. Yes. Come on, Rocky. <laughs> we yeah. to, Rocky's come on, about Rocky. that age, man. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's and right. Uh, that's my grandson. And, uh, but it's been different this year, it, and it makes me realize how much more I enjoyed that that twenty years with my sons. I miss it. Yeah, I miss it. It's uh, uh so it's, when you get it, harder you go hunting, for it. Everything's harder about it, but the reward is great. Yeah, I would save my does because I never got to really kill a buck with my boys with me, but. Uh, I wouldn't kill the does when they weren't with me. So, so when they would come, then I'd shoot a doe, then we killed something, you know, and, yeah. uh, uh, and to teach them what we had to do. And I yeah. like, and trailer blood trailing. Oh, we love it. We love <laughs> blood trailing. And we used to have some awesome nighttime blood trails. Uh, we'd be out there till midnight sometimes, but 99% of the time we got the deer. Yeah. But then when you shot, your doe or your animal, uh, uh, isn't it awesome that when 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 they're old enough, then they can gut your deer? <laughs> I well, love it. Parker gutted so many deer for uh, me. Well, that's great. But what you probably learned on his last podcast is Blake has a little weak stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's true. He has a little weak stomach. You know, so in between the gagging i would finish gutting the deer okay that's right well, but I, I did help drag quite a he few did. deer out. Yeah. <laughs> but i helped <laughs> I, I may have gagged but i dragged them way <laughs> way up hills i remember i remember that age being like a little bit of blood here like i would get blood all over me i didn't give a crap about it i was just like hey Bring it on. Part of it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was just part of the fun. Yeah. I remember when I got, when I was old enough and I started hunting on my own and I remember sitting in a blind one time and thinking, cause dad had to, he would go and like drop me off, you know, and then go to his stand and then deal with me like being scared, you know, being in the woods when I was young. And I remember thinking, why does he even 
deal with this. He don't get to hunt anymore because <laughs> yeah. if I'm not the one that's the problem, it's Brandon or when Brock was young then. Yeah. But I remember, I, and I remember sitting there as like a 13 or 14 year old kid thinking, this doesn't make any sense. Why, why is dad doing this? You know, but now yeah. that, and as I got older, I started to understand more, but still never fully understood until now that I have Rocky. And I just think, I don't even care <laughs> if I see anything, but if I can get him out there, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, sometimes it would take an hour just to get the boys to stand situated here, then, then finally get to my stand, but it was worth every bit of it. Especially when you're, I mean, to begin with, when the first time he hunted by himself, that was nerve wracking. I did not like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Putting him out there with a gun by himself in right. a stand, that was tough. And uh, but to hear that shot go off, you know, he shot and I'm up my stand going, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. And, uh, uh, just can't wait. And we didn't have cell phones back in. No, no, we at had walkie talkies, I think. <laughs> and sometimes worked. it'd work, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I'm getting down. I'm heading that way, you know. So uh, it, it's just fun stuff. Love you know, it. I can remember taking my my son to his spot. And dropping him off and, and doing that and then going and getting in my stand. And, yeah, the sacrifice that was there. But what was so cool is that this year when we went on our rutcation, we we took our kayaks back in, in, the, in the wilderness and my son took me to my spot, waited for dad to get up in his stand. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Frail, frail old man. <laughs> in, in West Texas, we got blinds. You know, we go sit in a blind. And, and here, y'all use tree climbers. And I'm not real good with a tree climber. It has got to be quite a comical sight to me trying to get up. And, and I guess we had been there probably, what, about 15, 20 minutes with me trying to get up. And I was maybe 10 foot up in the tree. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and he said, Dad, I'm not leaving you until you get where you need to be, and you need to be a lot higher than you are right now. And I said, I'm trying. I'm sweating. I mean, no deer was going to come in. There was so much sweat coming off of me, and I got up about another three foot, and I said, this is it. By then, sun was up. He lost every chance at, at being in prime time. So he says, well, I'm just going to go around here for just a little bit and, and maybe might see something. <laughs> so he was gone maybe 10 minutes and woods reverberated with his uh, .30-06. <laughs> and, it, I mean, God blessed him. He got him a deer. That was awesome. Mm. That yep, was fun. That was – well, that, you know, that whole day was pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also times whenever, as you grow older and your dad grows older as well, that you see sides of him that you never thought you'd see in your life. Are you talking about when I was in my underwear? Yep, underwear in the, <laughs> in the cold water. In the cold water. He flipped and his... he took pictures of me. He t- and he said, Dad, someday we're going to laugh at this. And I said, but not today. <laughs> my gun like, was in the bottom of Smith Lake, and I was cold. And I'll go telling everybody what lake I hunt off of. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, and that was that was a that was a fun day. So uh, there's got to be times though when you uh, when you really regretted the decision to take a kid. Is is that something that exists um, for y'all? Not with me, not no. one. Like any any specific hunts that you said, man, I wish I would have just left them at home. Not ever. No. Not any <laughs> foot dragging, 
Nothing. Rapper, rattling. <laughs> hey, dad, 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 dad. None of that. <laughs> Snoring in the stand. You know, they go to sleep and they make their deal, Always, make yeah. their bed there, but it, it was all good. Good, yeah. No, not one not, not time one would I say. And my daughter, your sister, man, she would talk every moment in the stand. Blake wasn't a very quiet person either. <laughs> was I not? No, no, he wasn't. He, but that's like, but we had fun in there. Yeah. Matter of fact, he was hunting, and we were cutting up in the stand, and we were hunting on a road, and uh, and we were just having fun. I looked up, and there's this big old longhorn spike crossing the road. It had 18 inch spike horns on. And he just kind of froze, so I picked a gun up and shot it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was leaving the road, and, and there was no way he was going to get the gun up and shoot it. <laughs> How did you feel about that, Blake? Were you ticked? Were you ticked oh, hey, dad? I think I was just frozen, completely yeah. frozen. <laughs> like, yeah, like, literally because of the weather. I think at least somebody shot him. <laughs> yeah. At least somebody tried to do something. That's awesome. But we killed a deer right there. and We were laughing beforehand and high-fiving and hugging out in the road, you know, so... Uh, he should have shot it, but I knew he couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the time we were in, in San Angelo, went on that hunt, and we we're out at the lake, and uh, and we were sitting up in the stand. We'd gotten dropped off by some friends, and we were sitting in that stand. And for just a moment, this at about, oh, I would say probably about 80 to 100 yards out, there was a deer that just poked up for just a second. I wanted him to, I wanted my son to shoot that deer, and I wanted to shoot that deer too. <laughs> and it was a trophy. It was a very, very nice deer. And uh, uh, he said, Dad, I can't see it. And uh, if there was ever a time that we might have even been mad at each other for just a moment in the stand, that was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. I I still like I I think about that a lot and I <laughs> Did I mean you shoot it? Who no, shot? we didn't. Nobody shot. We, we, we couldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't handle that. I would have took the gun. I, and and when a, you told the story, that's what I'm thinking is. He's over here talking about a cow horn spike. He's like, oh, I'm shooting it. <laughs> he's talking about a giant. <laughs> this was a big deer. It really was. Big old deer. And we neither one did it because we were trying to. He is from Blunt County. So. Yeah. <laughs> we do it different, don't yeah, we? Yeah, they do it different. <laughs> and I remember that. Like, I remember that, that whole trip, like. So I want to say that I was in sixth grade during that trip, and uh, I remember that year because we got invited by this guy to go out here to this place where we had always seen, I mean, it's known for deer, and I was just like, just looking at my tags on my license, like, I'm going to use every single one of you on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't shoot one deer. Not, one. <laughs> well, not even not one. one. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was still a fun trip. I, we didn't great. even hardly see very many deer, but that one. And I didn't see it, so. Uh, <laughs> but man, that's that's pretty cool. So from from our perspective, I'll I'll let Blake Blake answer this first. But uh, Blake, I'll ask you what what from your perspective, what was what was it about hunting with Dad that made you just uh, that made you fall in love with the sport? Because because for me, and I'll, I'll say this because for me, um, it wasn't so much about. At first, it wasn't so much about the hunt as it was just being out there hanging out with dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, and I think it's just dad. You know, uh, I, I see Rocky pushing a lawnmower around, you know, and he loves his toy lawnmower because I cut grass every single day. 
Cutting sucks, man. Um, but but my my son likes it because dad does it. It's cool because dad does it. And I I remember when I was really really young, and I and I think dad was even taking me at, at this. I'm, I'm talking like six years old. I remember dad getting home from the hunting club and running out to the truck to see the deer that he had gotten. Uh, him and uncle, you and Uncle Chris coming yep. home, and uh, or Tommy would come by. Uh, and, uh, and I just grew up, you know, and dad always hunted and, you know, dad did it. It was awesome. It, it was just cause it was dad. And then, you know, when he started taking me and I can't even remember my first time going out, I was so young, you know, and, uh, and just going out and just spending that time with him, riding the four wheeler, walking around in the woods, throwing sticks, you know, all little boys love shooting guns, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just, all that, and then you know, as I got older and and knew that man, I, I'm gonna be able to do this one day, and watch and seeing dad get so excited about shooting deer, um, or even you know seeing deer, and uh, so I think uh, it was just it started so young, you know, and I think that's why it was such a, a cool thing to me, and uh, just because it was dad and everything dad did was cool, you know, <laughs> so. pretty much. And then you get to be 16, you're like, what, does this guy do anything cool? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what happens in those yeah, there's years. Like a, there's like a four-year span, and then you get, and then you get, have kids, and you're like, yeah, my dad's a pretty cool guy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and having kids, man, it just, because Rocky now, I, I mean, he had two little uh, bubbles, you know, like bubbles, you blow bubbles or whatever. He had two empty bubble bottles acting like he was looking at squirrels and telling mom to shoot them you know, from the, <laughs> from the window. And it's just because me and him squirrel hunt. Yeah. Know? And, uh, and I think it's just cause you know, you just love your dad. That's, that's kind of how it is for me too. Um, I remember anything, anything that we did, it wasn't just, it wasn't just hunting. We had a yeah. really cool men's ministry at the church that we were at. And, uh, and I remember one thing that you said to me, dad, one time, uh, I'm trying to think, <laughs> I remember it so well. I'm trying to think it. No. Changed uh, my life. I changed my life, man. Uh, um, no, I remember you said you said one of the things that you loved so much about that church is that the men there treated always treated me just like I was one of the men. Uh, not I wasn't ever that that little annoying boy or anything like that. I wasn't ever pastor's annoying son that just but the men there always treated me like um like an equal. Yeah. And uh, a lot of that is because that's how you treated me. Uh, you treated me the same way. We, when we when we hunt, hunted, you were never like, boys, shut up. It was always like, hey, be a little bit like like I would to, to a friend. Mm -hmm. And that's how that's how you always treated me. And so I don't really know of any other way. Um, when I once I when I have a, a kid that's old enough to hunt, I don't know any other way to do it other than the way that I was taught. Um, and that is to be to treat them as an equal. Um, their hunt is as important as my hunt, and the lessons that they learn is as important as lessons that that I continue learning. And uh, and so that's from my perspective. Like uh, there was never a time when I ever felt like Dad doesn't want to take me. And and that that's I mean that's a that's a a, a cool feeling, you know, because I know a lot of my friends who never will get to feel that. Because their dads didn't take them, and so, what do you uh, big time radio guys do when you get a something in your eye? I'm asking for a friend. I'm just, I'm just I was for a friend. I was struggling on that one. Shouldn't have asked this question. <laughs> shouldn't have said this. Um, but I know. I mean, man, there's there's just really nothing. Just like what you said, Blake. There's nothing like 
when you're that age doing what dad does. Um, man, I, I, I just, I just remember it so well. Pinewood Derby race car Doesn't racing, yeah. like yeah. doing that kind of stuff. And, and to this day, to this day, I think I am so good at Monopoly because my dad told me I was good at Monopoly. I'm probably terrible at Monopoly. I mean, you can look at my bank account right now and tell that I can't do real life Monopoly very well. But uh, but I, I just know like there's nothing like being able to to go out with Dad and and hang out with Dad. Like that's just that's just and and now looking back on it, there's still nothing like it. Like we got to go on that on that rutcation hunt and oh that was great and it, we hadn't got to hunt that much we live so far apart now we hadn't got to hunt nearly as much but but the cool thing is when when i get out of the tree stand when i get this year when i got to the boat ramp the first person i call even if i didn't see anything his dad yep. hey how's it going oh just got done hunting oh did you see anything i mean i could quote that conversation that we've had every time every single time we go out and and, and also if we go i go fishing I went fishing the other day I called him up and said oh caught a couple of fish oh that's cool dad you know oh, man i brian that's, i don't know about you that's the way it's supposed to be yeah that's, that's that's good stuff like i was talking about we go through so much just to get the amount there but it's worth every bit of it you know Whatever I had to do, haul out two-man stands, build shooting houses, put up blinds, scout for deer, and uh, just to get them out there, and it's worth every bit of it. And these guys that have got uh, got kids, and they're wondering why there's problems with their kids, I'll tell you why. If you don't spend time with them, if you ignore them, th- you're going to have a hard time having a relationship with them. Yes. Be in the woods with your kids while they're young and teach them a few things. I I can remember my son learning to fish, and when he was like seven or eight, he was out fishing guys that couldn't catch anything. He just, because I taught him how to tie a hook on the line, and he, and he, and he excels at it. He excels at it. And man, dads, get out there with your kids at a young age. And just enjoy it. You don't have to have the success of getting a deer. Just be out there. Just be out there. Cook over the fire with them. Great oh, yeah. times. That's the, that. That's good. We used to have to cook at our old club, and uh, <clears throat> some of the most fun we had there was around that campfire at night. Yeah. You know, telling not lies, but stretching <laughs> your story a little stretching bit. Stretching truth. <laughs> you mean everything y'all were saying wasn't wasn't true? No, no, this is his story. Oh, it had nothing story. to do with us. <laughs> okay. Ours was all true. <laughs> but just a group of guys, and we had great guys in the club. Both clubs I've been in, and uh, uh, some I don't mind my boys be around, you know, and uh, and and that's fun stuff. And they're with us. We we controlling what they're hearing, and saying, and learning. Instead of out there by ourselves with our buddies and their sons out with their their friends when we don't know what they're doing, uh, so it's it's good to have them, especially with boys out in the woods. They love it. And then he got a little older and he started fishing. I'm going, oh no, I don't know how to fish, you know. So I'm going, <laughs> what do I do now? But he come back to hunting. So right. I'm good now. <laughs> and and there's something being around that group of guys for a little boy. I think I know it was for me like. Parker, you kind of touched on it. There's just something about being one of the guys, even though you're, yeah. you know, only going up a little higher than their knee. There's just, <laughs> I, I mean, there's just something about it that's good. Yeah. 
I, 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 yeah, that's, um, well, going out with, with uncle Kevin, I mean, yeah. Kevin Lloyd and just getting out in the woods and us three guys. And then uh, we, we didn't rough it like y'all did sometimes when we would go out to some of the woods around here, we go to the motel. Oh yeah, Motel Six. I'll, yeah, I'll tell y'all about our motel. We told yeah. we told lies in the motel. In the motel, six. <laughs> yeah. but, Pickens but, County Hilton is what we had. Yeah, okay. that's right. <laughs> but you know, I appreciate my brother-in-law for 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 taking time with me because because he was an avid hunter and and I hadn't really done a whole lot of. I mean, I'd done hunting, but not real hunting. And and Kevin really took some time with us and 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 with me particular and and got me involved in it. So I appreciate it. So him. would you say would would either one of you guys and Dad you can answer this first? Would you say that? Do you think you would still be hunt would still hunt if if I didn't do it or Morgan didn't do it? Boy, you're asking a tough tough question. Do you think do you, do you see things progressing the way that they did if it would have been something that I wasn't interested in? I just don't think so. I mean, I I don't know, but but it it gave us such a connection. It connected us together and and even with Morgan who is girly girl as they get, but she loved to hunt. And and I just I don't know. I might have enjoyed it. But I don't know that I would have got as deeply involved in it as I am now, just because y'all have helped me with my, you know, with life. Just whew, that, that'll preach. <laughs> y'all have helped me with life. Testify. And and no, I probably I don't know, Brian. I don't know. I don't know. How to no, I that. wouldn't be. I in the club I'm in now. I'm only in it because of they of the boys. You know, that was a stipulation. You know, if I get in the club, I'm bringing my boys. That's why I'm getting in it. And that's why we chose this club because of the type of guys that was in it first off. And they were going to let me bring my boys because that was what I wanted to do. Because uh, that was special time with them. You know, I brought up that Blake got into fishing during high school and all that. Well, it kind of pulled him away from hunting. So my deal was, well, hey, I had to go buy a boat. Because I wanted to have something that I could do with them. And if they're not hunting, which that's what I knew, then I had to change and do something. And I was going to, and I sucked at it. <laughs> <laughs> got a sweet boat, though. Yeah, you got, I hear you got a, a nice boat sitting in the front yard. I got a boat, but yeah. I don't know how to catch a fish. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I quit fishing. So, thank you. And then Blake thank Jesus that he <laughs> came back fishing. to hunt. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. But... But I can still remember the first deer you killed, and, you know, it's life lesson stuff. So we went out there, and we high-fived, we hugged, and we said a prayer. It's great. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget that, man. That was, that was awesome. That was would, you say that's, would you say, Blake, that that's your most memorable hunt with your dad? Or is there another one that you would say would be more memorable? I'd, I'd say that moment's something I'll never forget. Um, I mean, just... I remember seeing the deer out there and I remember thinking, man, I got a gun this time. Like I'm going to, this might actually happen. I just remember getting so just nervous and shaking like mm -hmm. crazy and seeing it dad, did. you know, get nervous, <laughs> you know, did. and for a little, like, you know, 75 pound doe that we shot. Yeah. And, uh, well, that was big at that club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did pretty good. But, but, and talking them through it, 
take a breath, really <laughs> calm down, yeah. you know, take safety off. And it was just great. And, and you were really talking to yourself about it. Like, <laughs> just take a breath, just, just breathe and be calm. Yeah. But that, that, that was awesome. And, and even these, these past two years has been my best years, like <laughs> inch wise success, shooting big bucks. And it wouldn't this year, the, the big buck I shot this year, I've wanted a big deer for forever. I, just like any, any guy any, that hunts does. Um, but it would not have meant what it did if, it, if dad w- wouldn't have been there. Um, mm-hmm. if I'd shot that deer on public land, that would have been awesome. I mean, that'd have been the coolest thing ever, but at the same time, you know, like that eight point I shot last year, man, I, I'll never forget that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, that was one of the most fun times I've ever had. Fun. We spent life. two hours out there in the dark taking pictures we did drag forever deer, take yeah. more pictures yeah drag deer take some more pictures you know? <laughs> and, and then and then this year being able to shoot the that big buck i mean that was just the uh, nothing like it yeah I mean, man the great, great i heard ever. that shot and i mean it just i'm up in the stands just dancing you know but, <laughs> yeah, you know i don't even know what it is yet you know yeah, got to take. And then he said, "I'm not sure." And oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it was that big cow horn spike. <laughs> so what? What would you say, Brian? What's your favorite? What's your favorite hunt um, with with Blake or Brocker in any of your kids? Well, with Blake, right now, it's that that first deer. Like I said, talking him through it, trying to get him calmed down me calm down if you've never had buck fever even though it's a doe but that shaking uncontrollably it's it's real stuff and i've missed deer because of it and he was shaking i mean his first one and uh and did it perfect and i mean that feeling right then said deer drop you know and uh i mean we're jumping up with first safety on (laughs) we're jumping (laughs) up and down and shooting the house you know and it's, it's just good stuff. And that's something that can't be can't be replicated mm-hmm. anywhere else. Um, I know what I'm going to say, but Dad, you go ahead and say one, and I'll try to pick. Boy, there's so many. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at your walls and going, that little spike was a blast. Yep. I mean, that seven point that is so wide and so nice. And But I would have to say my favorite hunt was the rutcation. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's the one because it's so close to my memory. We'd been looking forward to going out. We we took a tent. We went back up into the wilderness. We we kayak. Both of us had our kayaks out there. I never fired a shot, but I got to say that that was the funnest hunt. And we just shared stories. We, we just had a blast out there in the woods. Even the hardship. I mean, uh, uh, me tipping over in that kayak and everything going underwater. The temperature was freezing. I, I was sick after that hunt for a month. <laughs> but I would have to say that memory, that was that was the best. It, it truly was the best. We're grown men. We went out as, as father and son, but as best friends, too. And so we shared so much. And when he shot the, the big buck out there, and it was so funny because he was trying to get me to shoot that that buck, <laughs> but I didn't get high enough. Up, refer back to that other story. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get high enough up in the tree. Hey, I decided that I was going to just hunt with dad from then on out. And so, so I could... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to hunt together. I'm going to get behind him in the tree a little bit. And I never heard him going, psst, psst. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell that story from my perspective. Can I do that real quick? Yeah, go quick? ahead. Um, <laughs> so I had already shot a buck, but I wasn't tagged out yet, and so it was one of these situations where it was like, okay, I'm not gonna shoot unless it's a a really good deer. And there's no possible way for dad to kill it if it was going away from us or whatever. So me and dad were texting. I was about 30 yards behind him in a climber um, and I was up high in the climber and I was texting him and, and you know, our both of our feet were freezing cold and dad's oh, cold. dad's feet had gotten real cold that morning because this is the coldest morning of that whole trip. And we were both just kind of shivering and stuff. And I looked over. Uh, it was late. It was like, I mean, late-ish. It was about 8.30, probably. And I looked over to my left towards the water, towards where the lake was at, and I see this shimmer of antlers. And I was like, that's a buck coming right there. I would already just about decided we were probably weren't going to see anything. I see this buck, and Dad's about 30 yards in front of me, and I can see the way his face, the, this deer is to the left, and I can see Dad just frozen face to the right. And, and all he's got to do, all dad's got to do is just look over and he'll see that deer. I had already shot a buck, uh, and I was, I was on this trip and I wanted dad to shoot one. He'd spent money on an out of state license. I wanted him to shoot one. And, and I'm like, Psst. <laughs> Psst. and I mean, I'm being loud at this point. This deer is probably about 60 yards away coming, looking like he's about to come right at us. All dad has to do is just turn man just turn <laughs> stop looking at that freaking tree over there and turn and look at the deer that's standing right there the best deer we've seen on this whole trip and i was like i had the gun up and then this deer started going up the ridge that we were on and it was about to go behind this bit over this kind of rock bluff where we weren't gonna so we were never gonna see it again and I was like, come on, dad, just look, just look. <laughs> and I had the, it was, it's like, I remember it being, I had the scope on the deer and I'm like looking, come on, dad, come on. And then the last possible second that he's not going to look. Bow! <laughs> and he, dad turns around and it's like, <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> I was so grateful he shot that deer because I was so cold. The tree was shaking. I mean, my teeth were chattering. That's and I was tough. like, it's over. It's over. <laughs> I'm, we're done. Let's get out of here. <laughs> it's crazy how a trip like that can be so miserable while you're on it. But then you, the next day, you're like, let's go back. Let's go yeah. back. I could go back. <laughs> Best trip in the world. Let's yeah. go back. So my favorite, um, most memorable hunt that I can say, I mean, that one was, that was a good one. That one was maybe one of my favorites. Um, but the, just the feeling of, of excitement was probably my second deer. And that was when we got invited to go to, in Big Lake, to yes. with with Roy, uh, he took us out on this place, and I had only shot one deer, and it was several years before that, and it was in Alabama. We lived in Texas, and uh, we had tried, man. We went on that trip we talked about earlier in San Angelo, and tried. I mean, going to places that were just big deer central, and I couldn't. I just couldn't make it happen. I don't know why. And I remember being out there in that blind. And the wind was just right in our face. And there was a pile of corn. It was Texas, so we were in hunting over feeder. And there was just this, this mound of corn underneath the feeder, like no deer had been there in years. 
And it was 9.45. This is why this is my favorite, because I remember almost every detail about it. And we were sitting there and just getting pounded by the cold wind. And that deer came out. It was just a seven point. And a goofy looking joker. He was, I mean, he was like the ugliest rack buck you've ever seen. And he came out. I said, Dad, there's a deer. And I shot the deer. And I mean, there's not a whole lot more joy when I got married and when I saw my little baby for the first time, when I saw my little girl for the first time, there's not a whole lot more joy that I've ever had than that moment in that blind. Uh, just cause it was like, we did it. Like we did it. This is, this is incredible. And I've, I've still got a picture. I remember being so proud. It was my first buck. I remember being so proud of that, of that buck. And that was the, the picture I have where I fell asleep with it in my, in my hands. It is the best picture because he's in the, he's in the teal hoodie. <laughs> the the till hoodie. The till hoodie. And he's got that 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 those horns right there and he goes to sleep and he's got it right up around his neck. And I mean he is sound asleep, but you could tell that was his prized possession. Yeah. And I really wish you would post that on one of your media sites uh so that so that I people will. could see that. Because that was so, to me, that's the most incredible. We sent that picture to the landowner so he could see what his land had brought to my son. It was incredible. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Here's that picture that he was talking about. I'm not wearing the teal hoodie, though, in that one. Not that picture. What's okay? But I do have it in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's the teal hoodie. <laughs> that, okay. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to post both of these pictures, and yeah. then here's here's one of me sleeping. That's so good. The, wow. That's you so see how good. ugly those horns are. What <laughs> was the best buck for him at that time? Hey, yeah. best buck in the world, man. I remember falling asleep. I remember that moment, and that's why I think that I mean, there's a lot of moments that I that I could say that's the reason why I hunt. Um, that one, it, it may not be the reason, but it's up there close to the top because it was just. It, it was a feeling like I've never felt before. And, and we, and we, it took a long time for us to do it. Yeah. And so, and, and if I'm being completely honest, uh, it would have been just as e- it would have meant just as much to you for you to kill that deer at that point, because you'd only killed a few by then, you know, we you hadn't, but sure it was great having you kill it though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you, but you let me do it. And so, and uh, it was a hard shot. That feeder was out there about 70 to 80 yards and wind was howling, and he made a very, very tough shot on that deer. Really tough shot. It was a, it was a, it was a fun trip. And then you shot a deer that night. That night, you shot a doe. Shot a doe. And that might be part of the reason why that that hunt was so in, important to me, and I remember it so well, is because we both had success on it, and it was just fun. Anytime you shoot a deer, but when you get a double, That's, it's kind of like fishing. When you get a double, it's, it's just like. Wow, but but hunting both of you to experience success it's crazy man i've I've really enjoyed I've, I feel like we could just sit here and talk. It's hunting. Yeah, we probably could for hours. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish we had a campfire right in the middle yeah. of it. I know <laughs> that'd, be, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. We've only been going for about 10 minutes, haven't we? Yeah, something That's like about that. what it feels like. Yeah. Feel I know like when I'm preaching, about. it's like that too. Yeah. <laughs> and they say, no. <laughs> Point no, at their watches. That, look at that one. But man, it's it's been really good, Brian. It's been good to have you here, man. Hey, I've enjoyed it. Um, I can't I can't wait until we get to we get to release this one, Dad. It's always a pleasure being around you. 
just being one of the guys. I had a blast. I really did. And meeting Brian and and uh, man, Blake, you're just uh, you're you're such a neat guy, and uh, I appreciate all that you do. And it's so good that they have met and built up a relationship. It really is. Here. So the Southern Ground, I think it's safe to say Southern Ground Podcast would not exist without dads like you. So happy Father's Day. We love y'all. Oh my gosh. That was so much fun. I got to listen back to it. I just listened back to that episode just now. So I'm kind of feeling the same way as some of you guys probably are. Just incredibly grateful for the um, the influence that my dad had in my life and a lot of that was just through the outdoors and um i know blake feels the exact same way it's really fun getting to sit around and talk and listen to some of the memories and 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 re rekindle that fire you know and um so i'd encourage you guys too if you have kids um or maybe you are a son or a daughter and your dad got you into the outdoors just go let him listen to this episode just see what he does i know i'm, I'm gonna call my dad as soon as i'm done with this and just talk to him about him and and I want to get, I want to hear what he thinks about the episode. And, um, I'm sure that'll lead to more reminiscing about just different memories that we have out in the woods. And, um, that's all I got for you guys today. I I know this one was a little bit different. It was a little more emotionally driven, but I think it's important for us to understand the, um, value of taking a kid outside, taking somebody, even if it's not um, your your son or daughter, if it's a nephew or a grandkid or something like that, you have a huge part to play in the continuation of the outdoors and in conservation. And part of the way you can do that is just by getting more people into it. And so I would really appreciate you guys. If, if there's somebody in your life like that, if there's a kid, if you come across um, somebody that, that, that maybe doesn't have any, um, any other male figures in their life, um, to get them into the outdoors. I would just encourage y'all to, to be that person for them. Um, as, as I said, that's about all I got for you today. I'm going to try to keep this short since that was a little bit long of an episode. As always, guys, you have a God-given right to have dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So you guys make sure to always go out and exercise that dominion. I'm Parker McDonald. Until next time, you guys, stay classy. Stay classy.